0: Welcome, Welcome to delayed, to delayed effect. effect. <music> Chapter 16. If memory serves me correctly. Uh, another driving episode. God damn. Seems like they're all becoming driving episodes. Except for the last one. Um, shit, yeah. Anyway, how y'all doing? Uh, just on the road. Driving to. Port Angeles, Washington. I've uh, never been there before. uh, I'm going to meet a friend who lives there, and come to find out, it's about as long of a drive as it is to get home, like Oregon home. (laughs) Actually, Oregon's a little bit longer, but kind of funny. Not that I'm regretting it. I mean, I love discovering new areas, meeting new people, uh, vibrations ringing through my phone and being picked up on the podcast. God, I love that. No mass. There we go. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed traveling to new places, you know, especially in Washington. I feel like I've explored more of Washington than I ever did of Oregon. And I lived in Oregon for, what, 29 years? Well, you know, granted, I didn't, wasn't really able to explore it and, you know, venture out until I think... I want to say, I think I got my license when I was 18 maybe 19 no it had to have been 18 maybe it was 19 because I remember I was working my old job my my first job my first real job at, at a hospital and I remember for the first couple months in working there my best friend worked there at the time so I'd either carpool with him or if we worked different shifts meaning like if he worked like the morning and I worked the evening then I'd end up taking the bus in. Or one of my parents would drop me off, either way. Uh, yeah. Then I, shortly after that, I got my first car. Which was, uh, was an 86 Toyota Camry. I don't even remember how many miles it had. I got it for 500 bucks from my old high school. From the, uh, the auto mech teacher. You know, it was something they fixed up and... And he flipped it a little bit, 500, I mean, he was asking 650, but I said, hey, I got 500 cash, and we had a nice little, you know, we had a nice rapport from when I went there for high school, so he's like, yeah, alright, I'll take it, <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> god, I drove that car into the ground, too, but, you know, that was, uh, I, I had it for about two weeks before I got my license, and, uh, I got the insurance on it and everything. I think I got... I don't know. Do you have to have your license to get insurance? See, I don't remember which I did first because this was... Fuck, this was 10 years ago now. Holy crap. That's a weird realization. But I got that car and then, you know, it sat on the street in front of the house for a couple weeks before I got my license. But I used to jump in it anyway and just, you know, drive it up and down the street because it was a stick shift. And I'd only ever learned on automatic... So I didn't really know how to drive it. So I had my best friend, you know, come over and take me for rides in it after we got the insurance squared away. But see, that, that's where my dilemma came from. It's like, did we do that before or after I got my license? Because, you know, he just showed me what to do with it, and then I'd eventually try it myself. So I don't know. But either way, I learned how to drive a stick shift, and that car was that was a great car. But, yeah, that that became my mode of transportation to and from work at least for that, for that half of that job until I got this car for the last half of that job God I worked there for almost 7 years that's really weird to think about seeing as how that was almost 5 years ago that I quit there I think it'll be 5 years ago this July My my last job for good. Like well, you know, I got laid off from the season. But I have no intention of ever going back there. But you know, with the way school works out, I mean, I get done right around when my season would pick back up. And if I don't have any offers of employment up here other than where I'm at right now, assuming it goes full time, I may have to bite the bullet and go back down to Oregon to do that. But you know, that's a bridge I'll cross whenever it eventually makes its presence known in front of me, so, <clears throat> till then, how did I even get on the topic of that? I don't know, I was talking about driving, oh yeah, exploring, yeah, yeah, so I mean, I got the car, but then, you know, at that point, I was working so much at that hospital job, and I was going to college at the time, that I didn't really want to waste the gas to just go drive to new areas you know and I didn't I didn't really know anybody outside of my circle of friends and the internet wasn't as uh, prevalent as it is now where you know you can make all these new friends just like that you know social media was MySpace back then and even that was you know I, I never made friends with people outside of my circle of friends or you know uh, family that uh, were on the network because there was, there was no way to interact, really, that I could ever see. You know, it's not like Facebook where, you know, you get thrown into this group and then there's, like, dozens, of, if not hundreds of people that you don't actually know. But you both happen to comment on something at the same time or they happen to see something you post and then decide that, hey, why aren't we friends? You know, you become Facebook friends you start talking and then eventually you drive a couple hours to go meet them for the first time, you know, this is not an uncommon thing for me, believe it or not, if, if you don't already know, this is how I met my ex-girlfriend that I was uh, seeing at the beginning of this year, and, I mean, you know, that, that, that alone is why I'm here right now, you know, it's like, if, if her and I didn't date, I never would have met the people I'm staying with, I never would have gotten the idea to even pursue, you know, audio engineering, so I mean it's it's weird, you know, if you if you trace things back as far as they can go and try and find their origin, it's it's really crazy just the one thing that if it could have gone differently, then how much more of your life would have changed in that regard too. <laughs> so I mean, had I not taken the I mean, granted she took the initiative and found a trip, found a way to get down to Oregon to come see me, but you know, the the plan was always that after I'd gotten back from Florida, that I was eventually going to go visit her, I didn't know when, because I was unemployed and all that, but, uh, you know, she just happened to catch a ride down for a birthday party, and (laughs) we had a three-week-long first date, so, (laughs) that's always funny to me, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's just, it's funny, and I never want to pass up on an opportunity to meet somebody because you never know what kind of what kind of uh, path your life is gonna go down in regards to that relationship, you know, or, or that that friendship more accurately, you know, it's it's weird. And it's it's you know, seeing as how much that kind of mentality has changed my life just in the last year I, I always want to jump on the opportunity to do that whenever I can, so you know, I got a free day let's drive to Port Angeles and meet a new friend <laughs> you know, it's pretty cool, and plus I'm getting to see this whole other side of Washington I've never seen before you know, and, and the same thing happened a few months ago when I drove up to Bellingham to meet another friend who lived there at the time I mean, it's that, that's what I'm talking about you know, it's like exploring Washington I've, I'm getting all these different avenues of it, the only thing I haven't done is cross the mountains to go over towards like Spokane or anything like that, which I have been through before, but that was on a family road trip to Montana, so I never really, you know, stayed there or really, um, did much to get familiar with the town or or any of the towns on that side of the mountain, mountain range, I believe. But nevertheless, it's, it's crazy because... You know, with Oregon, I keep saying it's crazy. Maybe that's the name of this episode. I don't know. That, that's how Joe and Zach titled their their episode of Pot Lock that they just did yesterday. Because they kept saying, uh, time will tell. So they ended up naming the episode that. So okay, maybe I'll take a page out of their book and do the same with this. But, you know, when I lived in Oregon, I, uh, I had traveled it quite a bit. I mean, I drove to different parts on occasion that I'd never been to before. The farthest south in Oregon I've ever been is Eugene, where uh, University of Oregon is. And I went there once for a Halloween party, which was actually pretty funny, because my best friend and I went dressed as the Mario Brothers. <coughs> and uh, being that it was Halloween, the, the police were out in full force, you know, pulling over anybody that were they even partially deemed suspicious. Just, you know, to crack down on drunk driving and everything. Well, they pulled my... My, my best friend was driving and they pulled us over or rather he was just a singular male police officer uh, pulled us over and <laughs> comes up on the passenger side so I roll down my window and he shines a light on us and we're dressed up full decked out Mario Brothers uniforms and he's like really? okay <laughs> and I was really really wanted to go what's the matter with you officer? what do we do? now that's that's sounds I like Jar Jar Binks. Fuck, I, I had a really good Mario accent back in the day, but, you know, I lost it. Um, but, I, you know, so it's like, what did we do? You know, we, we talked to him about it and everything. It's just he, he felt we were staying in the lane too long when he was trying to pass us. And, you know, uh, common courtesy on the road dictates that when you see somebody coming up behind you at a speed... Uh, much more aggressive than yours that you get over and let them pass well you know it's his word versus ours and he didn't give us a ticket so I'm not going to call him a lying bastard or anything like that but my best friend always said that you know he, he was pretty far back like at least 7 to 10 car lengths back and wasn't coming up and creeping up on him in a way that you know he's like he's like if I had seen you doing that I would have gotten over and he's like he's like I know I'm just it, it seems like kind of suspicious and yeah you know, just pulling pulled you over just to check make sure you aren't drinking too <laughs> you know so I mean I take that for what it is but hey you know when it comes to drunk driving I'm not gonna sit there and knock a cop for for uh for not giving anyone the benefit of the doubt because you know let, let's say he does that you know put a put a situation on on, on the table, where, where let's say he sees somebody doing what he observed us doing, and he's like, nah, they're, they're fine, I'll, I'll let him go, hour later, he sees that very car crashed into another car, because one of them had been drinking, blah, 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 you know, it's like, better be safe than sorry, you know, especially when it comes to drunk driving, because people are idiots, especially in America, I mean, I'm not knocking, okay, I'm knocking America, <laughs> I, I know I'm, I'm kind of generalizing, though, and, saying Americans as a whole are idiot, which I'm not, but the, it just seems more, I think statistically proven, if I'm not mistaken, that drunk driving is is a pretty big issue here. I don't know why it is. I don't know if it's more of an issue anywhere else than here. I, I haven't really done the research, and I I mean, if if you know, I'll gladly change my mind on the answer. Uh, it's just based off what I've seen and heard, but I mean, it just seems like Americans are more willing to be idiots after drinking. I don't know why. I, I remember the first time I actually got drunk to the point where, I mean, I, I'd never got. I, I can't say that, but I'm not going to say it on the recording. Um, <laughs> I, I've never gotten to a point where I felt I was okay to drive after drinking. I, I remember specifically the first time that I actually got drunk to the point where, you know, my vision was a little blurry, the, the room was a little spinny, and I, I pulled my keys out of my pocket and I just looked at them. And I remember trying to tell myself, no, just go get in the car. And, and I was like, no. It's like, it's stupid. I, I looked right at my keys, and I, I was... I, I mean, part of me was, like, jokingly trying to convince myself that it was okay, but I, I just... I was trying to put myself in that mindset, you know, where, where I would think, oh, well, I'm i am fine. I can do this. I, I was like, no, there's no possible way I could ever look at my keys and say, without a shadow of a doubt, that I am more than okay to drive. I dropped them on the floor next to my shoes. Shortly thereafter, I said, <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> I just, I don't understand it. I mean, I, I, it it's never been an idea in my head that I'd be okay to drive. I don't understand what what makes people want to do that, but you know, it's just the way she goes, I guess. All right, my turn's coming up finally. I've got another hour left. <laughs> long drive, not really long. I've Clearly done longer I think the drive up to Bellingham from where I was staying at the time like so what I did is I I went up to Renton to visit the people that I'm staying with now and then from their place I drove up to Bellingham and that was like another two hours or something like that you know so from Oregon where I was that was a well because I took that friend and I dropped her off in I think it was Vancouver or Battleground one of the two on the way down you know because I decided hey you know want to come up and see you, I want to see this town, I want to meet you, I want to have fun, so we did that, and then she actually had a, a wedding, I believe, that she was going to, down in either Battleground Vancouver, I don't remember where it was, but I said, hey, you know, well, why don't you just come back with me, and I'll just drop you off where you need to go, and so we ended up having a pretty awesome road trip back, but that was like a, like a five-hour drive in total, if memory serves correctly, so... I mean, yeah, it takes about three hours for me to get from, uh, my parents' house to Renton where I'm staying, you know, which is basically South Seattle. And that goes from there to Bellingham's another two hours. So, you know, it's, it's just kind of funny. There's, there's a long distances I will go to make new friends. <laughs> and said friend that lived in Bellingham ended up moving. And I've, I've hung out with, her once more. So it wasn't just a one-time, you know, oh we're friends on Facebook. Let's make it happen. No, we've we've maintained it and that's cool. It's nice to have friends. And you know, on that subject, I actually really enjoy having friends that I can hang out with. That are girls that I don't really I turn that off, it's annoying. That I don't really have ulterior motives with, you know. I, th- I think that's nice. I don't know, because I've, I've kind of reached a point between, you know, with, with girls that I've been either wanting to date or tried dating, didn't work, blah, 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 you know, whatever it is, whatever the case may be. I've just, I've kind of reached a point where I'm I'm done for a while. Like, I'm not cutting myself off for good. I'm not, you know, shutting down the borders and saying no relationships ever again. I'm not that dramatic about it, but what I am going to do is, you know, I, I sat and I realized this is something that actually fucks with my emotions. I mean, relationships in general, be it just dating, be it just, you know, casual encounters, so to speak, you know, not, not the Craigslist kind, mind you. I don't do that shit. Um, but you know, just, just things like that, you know, I, I don't want to do that because it, it takes a specific set of emotions and a lot of heart for me to go into a relationship or to go into dating. I mean, it takes a lot of interest. And this career that I'm going into right now is very much so an emotionally driven career. So, I mean, there there were parts, you know, back when I was uh, seeing this girl before. Or when, when I didn't know what things were doing I didn't know where things were going And it was just kind of fucking with my head a little bit Not not that she was But it's just like the situation itself Just kind of, I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to make it work I, You know, I was, I was going through all these Mixed thoughts and feelings In my mind, and my heart And I was like I, I I had moments where I was saying Well, fuck everything else You know, if this isn't going to work Then I don't want to do anything You know what I mean? I'm that dramatic sometimes, but I I just sat and I thought about that. Oh my like, God, I can't afford to feel like that at all during during this this endeavor, this adventure, this journey. You know, I I can't afford to have a moment of lapse judgment where I'm gonna go, well, fuck, I don't even want to go to the studio, or fuck, I, you know, it's like I don't even want to pick up the guitar. I don't even want to, you know, it's, I I can't afford to have any of those kind of thoughts cross my mind because this is do or die for me as I've said before you know this this is like a war I mean you may not think so but I mean this is a very competitive industry not only that it's a, it's a competitive industry that's not only competing with other studios and engineers for clientele but you're also competing with people like myself <laughs> that can sit there on their computer with an audio interface and plug a guitar in and be their own producers people that think that they're well I'm good enough that I don't need a studio you know it's like and, and there are people that are that good is the thing like I've heard so many songs on the internet that people just recorded in their bedrooms I mean look at the ones that Zach and I did granted we both will say that ours are the shittiest in quality his is I think sounds a lot better in quality than mine does musically because you know he got the right sound I mean he, he added a drum track which is a little bit out of rhythm but you know more than i've even attempted to do i I think mine is overdriven to the point where it peaks a little too much and it the from what i understand from class what happens when when it peaks too high you get a, a a kind of distortion where the the program isn't able to actually interpret the data coming in because it's coming in too hot so i mean if you zoom in on the levels Really, or zoom in on the wavelengths really really far you'll see that it, it actually plateaus it'll go up you know normally it's like up down up down up down but if you zoom in far enough you can see it'll actually go up and it'll be a, a level plateau it'll be like a like a, a, a flat top and that's usually the point where it can't process the data anymore and that's where you get things going into the red um, things not being able to be you know recorded Properly. And I, I feel like my songs did that quite a bit And I feel like I can hear it every time I listen to it Whereas I listen to Zach's I mean, yes, like I said, the drums are a little bit out of time But other than that, it's like I, I hear the makings of a perfectly awesome song That musically is like 99% there And I put mine at 70 at best Just because I know that there's better that I can do And I'm going to do, actually, which is really cool but I'll get to that a little bit later. So I mean, when when I say that this that that, that this career is that I'm treating it like a war, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm not you know I'm not saying like oh, I'm just going to fight everybody that comes through, you know. But it's I very much so have to fight for my right to do this, <laughs> you know. I have to fight other industry leaders or. Not so much leaders, but other industry professionals for the business. You know, it's like I, I could be an engineer. Yeah, that's great. But if I'm not going to do anything to try and get people to come see me, to come record in my studio or whatever studio I'm a part of, then I will only be as good as I'm letting myself be. So I need to constantly keep pushing myself. And that requires a lot of emotion. that That's a lot of emotional input on my part as well as logical input for that but I mean for me to be able to get myself to a point where I can feel comfortable enough to say hey I do this and you should I I dance around when people ask what I do to play guitar they're like oh do you play an instrument? I'm like yeah I play guitar a little bit I mean I talk it down I'm like you know I've been playing for like 15 years but I'm not very good you know it's like like I, I wear a necklace around my neck that I keep my guitar picks in so I always have some with me one of my coworkers is like, Oh, I bet you get a lot of checks with that, huh? I'm like, Yeah, you can only do that if you're any good. Just instantly shot it down. Whereas I know my music has, you know, dropped a panty or two in its time, but still, you know, it's. I, I need to start building myself up, at least my own image of myself, because I need to start selling it. I need to start saying, Yeah, this is what I do, and this is why I'm so good at it. This is why I think you should take an interest in what I'm talking about, you know? And to do that requires a lot of passion. And I believe that passion is very much so driven by emotion. And back to the beginning of this subject, I can't put a lot of emotion into it if they're being tragically skewed by a relationship. I'm not saying that any relationship would do that. You know, it's like I was listening to an old episode of Broadcast actually, where Zach and Gray were talking about would you want to be dating a girl before you achieve success, like when you're on your way to it, or or afterwards? You know, and it's like it's like they said, you know. I mean, there's there's the right kind of girl that can very much so push you in the right direction. She can make your passion explode. I mean, you know, she she can do everything that she can to help guide you in the right direction. But you know, then there are this, there are ones at the same time that can be an emotional leech. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I know that sounds bad and I actually probably should rephrase it, but I mean they what they need attention, you know, they need you to focus on them, not your career. And you know, then there's some that balance in the middle too. I mean it's it's hard to say, but it's like I I don't know if I'm okay with taking that risk of of letting somebody in that far right now. I can't have it fucking with this 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 is my life this is my goal this is my this is my dream that I'm living you know I, I can't I can't risk it so I just want to take a break from it for a while until I get this on the ground and running and you know it's, it's going to be hard because I'm the kind of guy that likes to go, what's, how's that song, i the kind of guy who likes to roam around, I've never been in one place, I roll from town to town, that stupid fallout commercial, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm the kind of dude that likes, a that, that gives girls the benefit of the doubt, that don't believe that they're there for any ul- ulterior motive, trying to ride coattails or anything like that, you know, so, like, if I come across a girl that's gonna, after I get successful, and, you know, she sees that, and, trying to jump on board and kind of gold dig a little bit I don't know if I'm going to be able to to see the difference between that and somebody that's actually genuinely wanting to support what I do but that'll be another can of worms that I'll deal with when the time comes I guess because for now I just I I feel like I need to just focus on me and, and making this work so yeah there's that. Speaking of which, too, so I had my second class finally uh, just a couple days ago on Thursday. Really cool because uh, my mentor texted me and he said, Hey, you know, we got our class. You know, I want you to bring in some material you want to work on on the other side of our lesson. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I, I talked to Zach about it. And, you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, we got this new song we're working on. I'd really like to take that. And he, and he told me, He's like, Look, you know, I think that'd be great. But we're nowhere near ready for this to be done. And you've got a song that's practically complete. And as he said at one point, too, is uh, that he feels it can be heard on the radio. And he said, you know, if you can do both, great. But if you have to pick any one, pick your song. So I did. I mean, we we went over the quiz that I took, which is only like a short quiz on a small chapter. So it took about a half hour. But after that, I pulled it up on my phone. And it was cool because he's like, well, here, let's plug it in. And I'm like, oh, fuck, we can do that, huh? So he plugged it into the studio monitors and he listened to it and he's like, fuck, that's pretty good. All right, yeah, we can work with that. And I'm like, he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I really want drums on it. I really want to take advantage of the fact that I'm in a studio and I want to make it a studio production quality song. And so he taught me how to mic up the amps, which is really cool. You know, he didn't say, okay, this is where you put this, this is where you put that. He just handed me a microphone. He said, this is a kick drum mic put it where you think it should go. He's like, this is a snare drum mic. Put it where you think it should go. This is an overhead mic, which is... You know, he told me what each one is for if I didn't understand which overhead is generally meant to uh, just kind of get an overall instrumental recording rather than just one specifically. So I I put them all where I felt I would want them to go. And for the most part, I was right. I I wasn't wrong with any one placement. The kick drum one should have been in a little bit more. But the uh, the snare drum one I put underneath the snare drums because I, I thought if I put it up on the top that it would pick up too much of the cymbals being hit. But, you know, he said that's not actually wrong. I mean, it, it but he said generally people only mic up the bottom on top of micing up the upper side as well. You know, just to get more of a, a polished sound from the snare drum itself, if that's what you're really trying to focus on. So we took it and readjusted everything, and and he recorded some drums, and and that's where I also found out there's a problem with my song, because we set it up to record the three different microphones on top of my song being played, and after the, uh, you know, he, he nailed it, I mean he did awesome, all the way up until the end of the chorus where it transitions back into the intro. There's a weird timing issue that I didn't hear before. I never heard before, but, you know, when you're hearing it with an actual drum beat behind it, there's a huge gap where it just, it fucks with the timing of the song so much that he can't play past it without making a big adjustment. So what what he said we can do is he's like, we got enough of it down that we can, you know, cut and copy and paste a full-on drum track which I'm like that's perfect if we can do that that'd be great but then I told him what I want to do is re-record the guitars again and I said you know I could bring in my guitars that'd be fine he's like y- you're totally welcome to do that but we've got these you know terrifyingly expensive guitars here that are at your disposal and I'm like I can use those I want to do that <laughs> you know so I'm going to use the guitars there I'm going to learn how to um <clears throat> properly record a uh, electric guitar being played as well as vocals I want to re-record the vocals too in the booths there because I want to learn how to do all that it's it's not just oh I want to do this for my song I want to know how to do all this so that when the time comes I can do it you know I mean that's the whole point of learning something is so that you can do it on your own and he said you know it doesn't just have to be this song too we can work on anything so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him if I can record one of my acoustic cover songs in there too I'm kind of thinking the boxcar racer cover of there is I'd like to record in there because I want to learn how to mic up an acoustic guitar properly I'd actually like to learn how to mic up an acoustic guitar and the singer so I can do both at the same time because I'm really interested in that because now I have two microphones so I mean if I'm capable of doing that I'd, I'd fucking love to do it and uh Know, I'm so fucking excited for this. This is incredible because I, <laughs> you know, it's like I spent all this time thinking about what this what this school is going to be like, what this education was going to be like, what this career was going to be like. And I'm like, you know, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to have, you know, the time of my life. But it's like I, I keep building up these really high expectations and I keep overshooting them every single time. And I've been really antsy, too, because, you know, it was about three weeks in between the two classes. And so I've been building up even more and more and more. And I just... The feeling of hearing your song being played in in such a way that you never thought... Like, you know, because I recorded it. You know, the guitar and the vocals. That's all I did. That's all I did to it. I didn't... I mean, I always thought, you know, a drum track would be awesome with it. And Zach tried, you know, he took my song and he tried to implement the drum track via garage band over it, but it, it wouldn't line up right. And, and I'm like, you know, that sounds awesome, but I'd like to hear it, you know, with the drums in time and everything. And I just, I didn't think about that at all when I first started all this. I didn't think, Oh, maybe I'll be able to take my song in there and get it recorded. I just thought that I'd be able to re-record my song with a whole new, uh, knowledge of, uh, a whole new, uh, toolbox full of knowledge, you know, but, uh, I didn't, so when I heard my song being played over the speakers, and then the drum track, or the drum set being played over it and being recorded, I was on cloud fucking nine, dude, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I, I took selfies at the time, too, which I'll, uh, share on the website and everything, and, <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it, it was a dream come true inside of a dream itself which is a weird concept so yeah I'm just I'm really fucking excited for this career and it's cool because he talked to me about the the head engineer we actually ran into him and I talked to him like dude you know I want to come in and do intern work for you which I texted him about a month ago or I guess two weeks ago about that, but he never got back to me, but he said, yeah, of course, if you want to do that, just uh, email me after the holidays are over, so I'm going to do that, but uh, my mentor was telling me about how the head engineer is exceptional at soldering things, and how, you know, it's like a lot of the wires that get ripped in there, you know, you, you don't have time to go out and buy a new one, you know, I mean, if you, especially if you're like in a live setting and something happens and the wires start shorting out, what are you going to do? you don't have time to go get a new one I mean, it, if, if that's your backup wire if the other ones are all being used you gotta learn how to repair it on the fly so between, uh, between that and fuck just wanting to learn how to do general repairs and, and even with, with my project with my G400 that I want to do where I want to put new pickups in it and I want to just completely rewire the electronics in it because they short out quite a bit I, I'd like the knowledge of how to do that so I'm, I'm gonna look into investing in a small soldering kit and just start trying to repair shit. I'm just gonna start with like headphones you know I'm gonna take a shitty pair of headphones and intentionally rip the wires and see if I can put it back together. I don't know if that's even how you do it or not. I, I have no idea but I'm gonna learn. You know I'm gonna, I'm gonna take an old guitar cable and, and try and fix that. I've got a couple that short out already so I'd actually like to try and repair them fuck why not I mean Zach did that with, with the pickups for uh, for his fender you know he bought the, the the exact same pickups that were in it just in a different color the Seymour Duncan Invaders I believe he bought them in a black and they were white before uh, might be right on that I don't remember but you know whatever it is he bought the exact same ones just in a different color and, in, and, and I'm, I'm not saying that if Zach can do it then I can do it cause Zach's a very intelligent guy and fuck he's in the electrical field as it is now but I mean that right there that just shows me it's like well fuck you know if if Zach can do it I can do it but you know, not like I was saying before I, I'm just saying like if it's capable of being done then I feel like I should be able to do it it's just you know with, with mine when I had it done with mine I I wanted it done professionally because I didn't want to fuck it up because I wanted that fucking dirty fingers sound I wanted that crunch so badly (laughs) you know so so yeah I don't need stopping at gas I have no idea where a gas station is around here oh boy I'm not running on E or anything but yeah would be nice so yeah, that's that's a lot of what's been going on. I guess in the last week, it's kind of funny. Last weekend was like you know two weeks since the last recording, and uh, not a lot went on. But then a week goes by this time, and so much changes. Yeah, one of the guys at work had a job interview with uh, with a different company, and if he gets it. I don't remember if I mentioned this on chapter 15 or not, but he said that if he gets it, he's going to sit down with the manager and me and explain why I should take his job. So that's pretty cool, which is great because it's it's a pay bump. It's benefits. It's year-round full-time work. And it's more multitasking work too because what I do right now is is this, this one job for eight hours. And his stuff is like eight jobs in one hour so. That sounds more appealing to me and my brain that wants to do a lot at the same time. So yeah, that's pretty cool. We really have a whole lot else to talk about. Um, I made it pretty apparent on the last episode, but if you weren't aware, Delayed Effect is now a proud member of the Blog Pods Network, which of course is ran by the aforementioned Zach so um, please go check out blog, uh, blogpods.com especially shows.blogpods.com because then you can get the latest episodes of all the shows on the network right there in like a little I think it's like a mobile media player so you don't actually have to have a podcast app if you don't want one I think it works on the internet too like I mean computers uh, but there's awesome shows on there like I mentioned before Uh, Zach was just on Pod Block that was recorded last night, uploaded today, uh, because Chris is out of town. So, Joe did a solo episode last week, but this week he got Zach on, which was awesome, because they both brought their guitars on and started playing them. And it was funny, because uh, Zach was just playing his through his amp, and the mic was picking it up, whereas Joe had his plugged into the mixer, so Zach couldn't actually hear Joe playing, unless it was just the strings being plugged through the microphone, but no actual you know, electronic input was being heard through the microphone, or through the through the earphones on Zach's end. headphones, there we go. But, you know, everybody could hear Zach's playing, so they were kind of overlapping a little bit, but by, not by any means was it gross or uh, uncomfortable to listen to, guys. As a matter of fact, it was actually pretty cool. It, it reminded me of when Zach and I did the Bunny Hole episode, and, and even the times when we've just chatted on Skype and jammed. Or we just play you kind of forget that you're recording and you just start jamming and it's really cool to hear two two different art. like when Zach and I jam it, it kind of sounds the same I mean you know he has his techniques that are far better than my own but we both generally play the same genre so we're both kind of playing punk riffs and and uh tracks or that nah, what am I trying to say punk riffs and, and melodies and stuff like that but Joe is sitting there playing, like, all this awesome bluesy shit, too, over the top of it, and I'm just like, oh. I love, I love hearing Joe play, I love hearing Zach play, but Joe's a completely different kind of beast when it comes to the guitar, because he he knows so much more technique and anything that I could ever hope to know, eh, yeah, hope to know, <laughs> that I could ever hope to learn. I mean, I'm sure if I practice enough every single day, and, and he'll be the first to tell you that he's not any good, which is... I guess that's pretty common for most guitarists, but... Joe, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> you sound amazing. I, 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 I want you to have your solo show back, but not be driving with Joe. Just call it Joe's Solo Show. Where it's you soloing a guitar. You know? So then it, it's like a, a double entendre of sorts. It's a show just with you, but also you soloing on the guitar. And I think that would be awesome because I, I could sit there... And it, you don't even have to talk, although I love your sultry Canadian voice. I would very much so enjoy just listening to you play guitar. Even if it's the same fucking riffs every week, I wouldn't know. It sounds so intricate and stylized to me that <laughs> that uh, I wouldn't know the difference. I, I don't know. I just... I really really admire the way that he plays, because it's, it's, like I said, it's a level that I could never hope to achieve, because it's just a different style, I mean, it's very bluesy, very rock, rockabilly bluesy, kind of, a little bit of jazzy, mostly blues, and it's, it's just fucking phenomenal, so please, please go listen to the latest episode of Podblock. Uh, I don't remember the episode number, but it's, like I said, it's uh, titled Time Will Tell. Joe and Zach and it's a great episode and then while you're at it since you're already on the Blood Pods Network uh, go check out Just Zach which is Zach's solo show which is pretty great just started uh, season 4 as he calls it which is he's officially past the 3 year mark of doing the Just Zach podcast and that's pretty incredible I mean not only did he do it for 3 years but Um, he was only a couple months shy of actually three years on the date because uh, he missed a few here and there just because of work and school and everything like that but I'm going to be the last person to hold that against anybody (laughs) because if you don't already know Down the Bunny Hole is not even at 52 episodes yet because of me Well, Zach a little bit too but mostly me same with the eight-bit packycast. It's only like somewhere in the thirties, and now officially on hiatus. Is it thirties or forties? It's thirties. It's got to be like thirty-five or something like that. Um, and officially on hiatus because I don't have the time to deal with it right now. I have time to nerd out. I just don't have time to do it on a podcast that, I, in such a fashion that I would like to. So it's not dead. It's just taking a nap. For the curious. Yeah, Just Zach is a great show. Please go check it out. Zach, I don't know if you listened to this, but I thought you said on the three-year episode that you were going to have a new intro for the show, too. So, come on, dude. Where was that? Uh, Huh? be failing on your promises now. Not that it really was a promise, but, you know, I was just curious. Um, And then, then, when you're done with Just Zach, why don't you hop over to one called Down the Bunny Hole, which also, again, features Zach. He's just all over this fucking network. He's got Broadcast, which isn't active, but it's still there. He's got Just Zach. He hops on and off of Blocked. He's been on Delayed Effect a couple times before I even thought of putting it on the network. And, uh... Fuck. We also have a show together called Down the Bunny Hole which I've mentioned a little bit but it's a show where we sit and talk about Blink-182. It's actually where we featured our songs for the... Well, he featured his on his show after it was done but uh, that's where we first really talked about them in depth together and that was a great episode but for the most part but was So, um... That's pretty awesome because Blink is awesome that's what brought us together. It was the first place, it was because I had Angels and Airwaves lyrics in, in a title of the, one of the 8-Bit PacketCast episodes, and Zach recognized that, so he contacted me, I went on his show, we started one together, and here we are. Long story excessively short. Excessively short? Is that, is that an oxymoron of sorts? I don't know. Incredibly short, maybe let's do that anyway yeah so there's that show then there's a few others in the network too like I think the uncle show is still there I'm not sure uh bearded ones podcast roundabout podcast um I don't think old episodes of other shows are up anymore like Zach's girlfriend used to do a podcast called morning dew with I think it was her sister or cousin or something like that. I I never had a chance to listen to it because I don't think it's up anymore but I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, just, I'm proud to be on the Blood Pods network, you guys. Actually, I've been on it for a while with Down the Bunny Hole, but you know, that was just because I knew the manager. Now I got my own thing and that's pretty cool. So, yeah. And then while you're at it, go to the Tangibound network too where you'll find hundreds of podcasts or at least over a hundred. <laughs> Mark, you were... Or some kind of beast dude with all the work you do for that network and for blood pods for that matter too but you know it's it's pretty incredible I think uh, I think you should be very proud of the work you've done in the short amount of time because fuck me that's incredible <laughs> yeah. and I'm proud to be a part of that network too don't get me wrong 8-bit pack you like I said is not dead it'll come back when I have the means to bring it back. I'm lucky because I can do this from my car, just talking about my life. But actually doing research and talking about news topics, that's kind of hard to do when you're behind a steering wheel. So, you know. There's that. Alright, well, anyway. I I'm about ready to wrap this up. I've still got some driving left to do, but I need to start hunting down a gas station here, so go ahead and sign this off but uh yeah so you guys go ahead and take care I'll uh I'll definitely have another episode coming up next week because um, I'll be home, well Oregon home and oh, sorry I thought I saw a gas station what's that say, just ahead on the left, oh hey here we go. Oh, crap I can't see Oh, there it is. Cool. All right. I better sign off. All right, yeah, so I'll be back in Oregon next weekend, so I'll definitely record something awesome and maybe some music, too, so you guys can hear it, but, you know, until that day, uh, take your easy. Have a good Thanksgiving if you're in America, and if you're not, well, just have a good fucking week, huh? All right. Later. like this at bloodpods.com.